I'm John Robson, and this is the Climate Discussion Nexus Readout, Episode 6. At CDN, we put out a weekly newsletter called The Wednesday Wake Up. And then, in these readouts, I take a few topics from the newsletter and offer some quick extra commentary. For more in-depth information on these and other subjects, go to our website, subscribe to The Wednesday Wake Up, and have a look at our YouTube channel because we have lots of videos. And you'll notice in these videos that I'm often sitting in front of a wood stove with a nice fire going. You know, I've always loved fireplaces and wood stoves. I find watching a fire burn is one of life's great relaxing pleasures. And it even has the advantage of being a renewable, carbon neutral form of energy. And by the way, over there I've also got some stock copies of my Magna Carta documentary and the companion book. If you're wondering what the connection is between the two, it's in the troubling top story in this readout from this week's newsletter, which is about the decision by UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson effectively to ban the use of fireplaces and wood stoves in Britain. I find that profoundly troubling in the birthplace of Magna Carta. And the reason I find it so troubling, it's part of a trend. He didn't campaign on it. There was no debate. There weren't public consultations. There was nothing. All that seems to have happened, as with his government's decision to ban the hybrid cars they've been encouraging Britons to buy for years for the sake of the environment, is that some green extremists whispered in his ear about wood smoke emissions and then, bam, another one of life's innocent enjoyments gets taken away by the green Taliban. Now at this point, you might imagine activists waving away my complaint as trivial, I mean, waving away the wood smoke too. They might say, well, it's just a fireplace, and what's more, you've got to prove that your smoke emissions aren't hurting anyone. But even if they are, it's not how government is supposed to work, certainly not in the birthplace of Magna Carta or in countries like Canada that grew from that root. You and I don't have the burden of proof here. I don't have to defend my enjoyment of a fire in my fireplace. In a free society, as long as I'm not harming my neighbors, I should be free to enjoy my property any way I choose. Just ask Edward Cook. Now, excuse me folks, I'm just going to interrupt briefly here, I want to ask you to do something for us. You've heard of the 97% number, we've made a video about it, but now I want to talk about the 86%, which is the proportion apparently of people who are watching our videos but have not yet subscribed to our YouTube channel. I want to ask you to do that, because it helps us to build our audience and build the channel. So the button's right there, just click on it. I can wait, right there. You're subscribed? Great, because that way you'll hear about it as soon as we make a new video. And as I say, it helps us to build the channel and sustain CDN. So thanks for that. Now back to the show. Now, if my fireplace was harming my neighbors, they could go to a court and ask it to make me stop. And they're not doing that. I doubt they even know when I have a fire going unless they notice the wonderful odor in the air and say, ah, one of the great things about a Canadian fall or winter. And if they do mind, and if we all decide, yeah, the Yule log has to go, and with it the lump of coal Johnson also wants to ban, we're meant to have a vigorous debate, and then we're meant to decide as voters. We're not just supposed to hear it from bad King John or bad Herodae Boris. Or from the big bad Greens, who seem to find the idea that our home is our castle to be in some odd way deeply offensive. One of the ugly aspects of modern environmentalism is that the Greens just can't leave you alone. 
They want to tell you how to heat your house, what kind of light bulbs to use, and then they suggest those awful compact fluorescents, which aren't just ugly. Smashing one is a huge hazard. You've got to flee with the kids and the dog. They want to tell you what kind of laundry machine and dishwasher you can use. They want to tell you what you can eat. They just keep interfering in your life, and it seems that if they notice you enjoying something, they swoop and say, oh, that's terrible, you're killing the planet. Now, as for the idea that my fire might be causing major environmental problems, of course, yes, it sends a little smoke. That's why you get that wonderful smell. But in England, like everywhere else in the West, including Canada, air pollution levels have fallen dramatically over the past 50 years, especially in the cities. There's nothing like London's infamous pea soup fogs from the late 19th century to the mid 20th that really did kill people. And the reason there isn't is that in the West, we've spent a lot of money cleaning up our cars, our factories, residential furnaces. We even have cleaner burning wood stoves. And look, this one's a beaut, right? Closed, efficient, safe, and lovely to look at. We've achieved an impressive balance between improving air quality, generating economic growth, and preserving our democratic freedoms. In fact, we've managed to fix so many environmental problems because we've preserved the economic growth that makes us wealthy enough to be able to do it. And we've done both those things because we've preserved our democratic freedoms. But now, I think we're in danger of losing our balance. And that sentiment runs throughout this week's Wednesday Wake Up. For instance, the big Canadian news is the cancellation of the Tech Frontier oil sands mine project in northern Alberta. The company behind this $20 billion project spent a billion dollars just navigating the long, complex approval process maze, passing test after test over a decade, including getting sign-off from the Aboriginal band should be affected by the project. And then on the eve of the final cabinet decision, they just decided to throw in the towel, effectively conceding that climate extremists are now in charge and we can no longer count on the customary rule of law. It's become the case in Canada that even if something is permitted, it's forbidden if a small radical group of Greens say no. As we head into the third week of railroad blockades and other illegal protests, we see lawbreaking being coddled and excused by multiple levels of government. I think the rule of law is slipping away and I think it's time for responsible people to speak up against the toppling of our system of self-government, reasoned debate and respect for the rights of others that goes back to Magna Carta and even before. Now, before I go, there's one more story I want to highlight, and it concerns research we reported on last week about how a few climate scientists are blowing the whistle on the use of exaggerated warming scenarios based on impossible assumptions about future greenhouse gas emissions. In that story, as we've noted, those courageous researchers who cannot by any stretch of the imagination be depicted as deniers urged their colleagues to focus on the mid-range emission scenarios, not the implausible or even impossible high-end ones. But now a new study from experts at the Universities of Colorado and British Columbia has shown that even those mid-range scenarios are too high. If we just stick to business as usual with no aggressive new climate policies, we're going to end up at the low end of the range of emission scenarios over the next 40 years, or possibly even below the low end. Now, the whole reason for aggressive climate policy action was supposedly to get future emissions down from the top end of the forecast range to the bottom end. So if it turns out that we're already there, then rationally we shouldn't double down with costly new policies, right? We should celebrate. We've won, we're safe, hooray, right? Well, apparently not. The activist community is demanding that we in fact adopt ever more extreme policies. 
and governments whose job is supposed to be to study the evidence, listen to all sides, strike a reasonable balance, and then put it before voters for their calm consideration are instead caving into those extremists at every turn, even allowing them to break the law in order to force their policy preferences on the vast majority of us who don't want them and didn't vote for them. So, if you find yourself worried and uneasy about what's going on, first, let me reassure you, you're not crazy and you're not alone. And second, let me urge you to get informed. Sign up for the Wednesday Wake Up. Look at our YouTube channel. Share its contents with your friends. Get a real rational discussion going. And also, if you like what you see, make a donation, big or small, one time or monthly, to help us keep producing it. For the Climate Discussion Nexus, I'm John Robson, and I'm keeping that fire going, but I'm not putting Magna Carta into it.